Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stopper joining you along with Brendan Escott in the 630 Chad Studios. Going a little bit retro. We'll get to this momentarily. This is Oilers Now. It is presented by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buyer, lease your next office network printer for the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Back in studio, back in Oilers Now for what is going to turn out to be 49 of the next 50 weeks. You're stuck with me. Uh, hope you're having a magnificent Monday. Uh, opened up with a little bit of Kid Rock. I don't know how many people of you out there right now have seen the Netflix train wreck, the uh, story about uh, Woodstock 99, the documentary. Interesting stuff. You know, it's funny. I, I worked in a, a different industry throughout the late 1990s, and I could see the... Um, Maybe the difference between the 80s kids and the 90s kids a little bit. And, uh, man, I I remember uh, Woodstock in 99. We all know what a quote-unquote train wreck it turned. A lot of people 20 years after the fact have sort of suggested that it was, uh, you know, a deeper societal issue. Others would say, hey, you put 250,000 people together. Limited sanitation, uh, overcharge them for ticket prices and water, and then provide them with candles at the end of the concert, and maybe you shouldn't be surprised that all hell breaks loose. Brendan Escott is with us as well. Uh, now, is it true you were the uh, president of the uh, Limp Biscuit fan club back in the day? <laughs> I was. I was a little bit too young for Fred Durst's red baseball cap, Bob. But uh, um, would I have fit the uh, the prototypical Limp Biscuit fan? Yeah, probably. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, like I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I kind of remember. Like I remember, you know, Rage Against the Machine and Corn, and I was like, ah, I didn't really get it. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe I'm a little bit soft, but but watching the documentary, I did think that some of the grandiose proclamations that uh, vilified everybody that was involved in that event, I, I personally thought was somewhat over the top. There were some contrib- contributing factors that didn't exactly make it to be the loving that some had suggested. And, of course, typical, the 
people that put it together didn't take a tremendous amount of responsibility for what ultimately transpired. And it was a it was a different time music. Why it I don't like when you know you mentioned Fred Durst. You know a song outside that Aaron Lewis does. He's got a great Aaron Lewis got a great voice, right? Big time voice. Fred Durst wrecks that song for me when they do the the live version. So I've never really been a big fan of his, but uh, Kid Rock is well connected to several people in the hockey business right now, and uh, you know it is what it is. It was uh, it was an interesting time. It was a little bit different time, and uh, I highly recommend. Now you said there was a, there's another Woodstock '99 uh, sort of documentary slash film out there right now. Yeah, so obviously the one that just dropped being on Netflix. I watched one not too long ago that's on Crave, basically outlining the whole thing and and the cultural aspects of it as well. Very well put together. I I first fell down the rabbit hole on YouTube of just watching the concerts because, you know, like Canadian bands, like Our Lady Peace and and the Tragically Hip played there. The set list of everybody was playing Woodstock 99. So on the surface, it was like, this is really cool. And then you start unearthing a lot of stuff that wasn't yeah well and you know again uh you know what happens and uh, and you never really know and i, I got to reiterate this point again you never know what people are going through you never know what sort of perceptions are out there i think um you know i, I remember when uh, liverpool uh soccer fans would remember this but they were involved in two separate incidents one in the european championships i think it was in 1985 in heisel and then a later one in 1989 maybe 88 89 during the fa cup and a lot of people blamed uh the liverpool fans for both incidents and as it turned out there was a a, a pretty significant mistake uh made by uh somebody that was supposed to be there to help protect the fans a little bit uh in 1989 that led to a, a fire that ultimately resulted in close to 100 people perishing anyhow this is orders now we got a lot to get to today by the way brendan uh, I, I know you were working the uh, Elks broadcast on Saturday night. We'll get to that in a second. I went to Ice Wars 2 uh, as a guest of the folks at the River Cree. Special thanks to to Blair uh, Morin as well as uh, bumped into Richard, the real Nasty Morasty, though John Nasty Morasty was there as a judge. Uh, comedian Don Burstick and uh, there was a cast of thousands. Cato Kalen. Cato Kalen was at the... You know uh, A.J. Galante, the guy that uh, ran uh, the Danbury Thatchers? This is his little uh, baby. Uh, as for the... Hey, I give those guys credit. I mean, it's uh, it's not an easy thing to be skating on synthetic ice and uh, dropping the proverbial flippers. Um, the crowd was, you know, it was they were into it, but the, the company was great, I tell you that. So we had a, a pretty interesting time. There was... Um, Going back to 2008, the Oilers were, what the heck was the guy's name? He was there as well. Um, Sean McMorrow was there. He was at the Oilers training camp back in 2008 as Edmonton was in search of a tough guy before they ultimately claimed Steve McIntyre on waivers. And speaking of Steve McIntyre, it's his birthday today. He turns 42 years of age. So went to Ice Boars, uh, didn't take a lot of the Elks game in. What happened on Saturday night? You're working that show. Yeah, the problem on Saturday night was they're playing the most exciting quarterback to hit the league in several years. Nathan Rourke is unbelievable. He had the Elks defense figured out. And what you're starting to see, I think, Bob, is because there's been such a rotation through personnel-wise, especially in the defensive backfield, the guys aren't having an easy time communicating with one another. And BC just picked that apart offensively 
offensively. He threw for five touchdowns, and he was on pace for 700 passing yards in the game. It was a performance to behold again. Canadian. Yeah, absolutely he is, and and plays. He looks like he played NCAA Division One, right? Yeah. He did at Ohio. So speaking of NCAA, you know, you know, I'm a huge NCAA football fan. I've already got September 10th lined up, Texas and Alabama. That's going to be a big game. There are like seven or eight books out right now in fantasy football. You go to to Safeway as an exer Safeway or wherever, um, you know, Indigo chapters. There's tons of books out on fantasy football. I couldn't find a book on NCAA or, for that matter, that matter, NFL football, just on an actual preview of teams. It's all fantasy connected, which shows you uh, the ongoing changes and proliferations. What does this all have to do with hockey? Well, we are going to talk a fair amount about the Oilers today. There were some developments during the time that I was gone over the course of the last two weeks. I know, Brendan, that uh, Connor Yamamoto was on the show last week. The Oilers got Paul Yarvey signed. And Yamamoto. Uh, yes, a Paul Yarby on a one year deal. Connor Yamamoto on a two year deal. Paul Yarby at three. Yamamoto at 3.1. Ryan McLeod is the lone remaining restricted free agent in the Oilers organization. Uh, I would suggest to you we're probably looking at a one year deal and not at the price point that many of you think. Uh, might be below 900000 bucks uh, Now, if he was to do a two year deal, his brother Michael has almost identical numbers to Ryan McLeod, and he got 975. It would not surprise me if the McLeod camp thinks that uh, Ryan should deserve a little bit more than that. That's the nature of it. Just on Pugliarvi and Yamamoto, um, they had compelling arbitration cases. This is part of the reason why the Oilers needed to get to the threes. And one of the problems with arbitration is it doesn't necessarily, they really look at points per game. That's ultimately the big decider. Well, when you're playing on a team with Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, you're going to have more points per game than guys in other teams. That just comes with the territory. Uh, so the situation is what it is. A lot of you are concerned, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfineflores.com for more information. A lot of you are concerned. What are the Oilers going to do? With their, they got to get their cap space straight and wrong, right? They don't have to do anything right now. We don't start the season, regular season, until October the 12th. So the Oilers have basically got to be in position in, for the second week of October to know what they're doing cap-wise with the hockey club. Uh, to talk about that on today's show, we'll have NHL insider John Shannon at 12.35. Edmonton Oilers general manager and president of hockey operations is Ken Holland. The last time we had Ken on our show was after uh, free agency day, uh, so uh, in the middle of July. So uh, since then, basically three and a half weeks have passed. We'll talk to Ken about a multitude of topics, including the Pugliarvi and Yamamoto uh, situations, uh, where we're at with McLeod, um, whether or not recruiting is easier now than it was two or three years ago. And I'd suggest to you, it probably is. In fact, I'll throw a little nugget out there. My guess is there are several players looking for deals, and some who've made a lot of money in their careers who want a chance to win. And Edmonton is seen now as a legitimate chance to win. And another guy that will help us work on the money a little bit from Puckpedia is Hart Levine. He will join us at 135. Now, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Saddle up. They got some great country coming up with uh, Steve Earle, August the 12th, and Tim Hicks on September the 9th. Get your tickets at rivercreeresort.com. 
And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Hit the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer, and tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan um, with uh, two E's, Escott with two T's. Thank you very much to Cam Moon and Brendan Escott for filling in over the uh, course of the last couple of weeks. We will tell you... We're going to head to our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get a no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Guess what? The Boston Bruins have been busy. And, Brendan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you think this would have happened if Bruce Cassidy would have remained as the head coach of the Boston Bruins? Both Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. Krejci played last year in the Czech Republic. Both players signing today. Uh, in Boston, and they've also uh, settled a deal with Pavel Zaka as well. The Bruins are actually in the overage right now. They're $2.2 million over the salary cap. Charlie McAvoy is expected to miss uh, the start of the season. What do you think? Do you think if uh, Cassidy was still coaching the team, the team, those guys would both be back? I don't think so. I think you're looking at two players that are part of the fibers of the program that felt that maybe Cassidy wasn't. And here they are again. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, I think that, uh, you know, when you're privileged enough to work in the day-to-day uh, world of the National Hockey League and you talk to, you're not doing your job if you're not talking to eight to ten people a day around the league. And there was just these stories out of Boston and some unhappiness with um, some of the players as to what was transpiring. And uh, and now they're going to take one more proverbial kick at the can here to see if they can make a run. Bergeron's been a great player in his NHL career. A lot of people think Shane Wright, who's going to Seattle, uh, the fourth overall pick in the 2022 NHL entry draft, is a bit like Patrice Bergeron, time will tell, in that regard. But uh, interesting stuff, to say the least. When we come back on Oilers Now, I'm going to get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Yes, I said it. I'm not concerned at this time about the Edmonton Oilers cap situation. There's two months until the start of the regular season. Lots going to happen. Knock on wood, hopefully nobody gets hurt. Um, there could be injuries with other organizations. There could be reevaluations with other organizations and potential targets. I would be very, um, given Duncan Keith's retirement and based on how Tyson Berry performed in the playoffs, especially in concert with Brett Kulak, my preference would be that the Oilers not move. I, I don't think Edmonton can afford to trade uh, Tyson Berry. I will tell you, I bumped into uh, Dave Manson last night. Um, at a uh, downtown establishment that is a uh, advertiser on this show. We, I saw him over at uh, Ruth's Chris. I was just picking up dinner last night, and we had a good conversation. And there remains a fair amount of confidence in where the Oilers' young defense can get to. And I'm talking about guys like Vincent DeHarnay and Marcus Niemelainen and Dmitry Samarukov, who are 25, 24, and 23, respectively. I think there's some belief that they can grow those players out. So... What I could see the Oilers doing is potentially adding another forward. Um, not sure where we're at with Slater Cuckoo. No one really knows at this stage. Again, Ken Holland coming up at 105. We'll get to the Oilers Now Audio Vault and NHL Today when we return. Brandon, I'm pretty sure that uh, you just pulled off something that uh, hasn't happened on 11 years on this show. 
stumped you? <laughs> no, no, no. I've been stumped a lot. Um... Uh, I don't think we've ever. Who? Maybe explain to the listeners who this is. <laughs> this is Limb Biscuit. This is Nookie. There you go. Uh, Doesn't he yell and scream during the whole thing? Isn't that kind of what he does? <laughs> it, the rap rock, I guess, was kind of the genre. So what do they call it? Was it new metal? Is that what? Yeah, what is exactly. that what they called that? Yeah, back then. What did they call it back in that day? You remember that? I forget. Anyhow, you know where I'm going. I never wanted to become that guy. Uh, 1223 in Edmonton, Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you in orders now. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, uh, I, again, I, in the reforestation business, like the, we go to town on the, on the, on, you know, five days on, one day off type thing, hit the bar and all hell would break loose when certain songs, and I'd be like, why? Like, like, thrashing around body checking each other they've never shown that much aggression on like save the energy for planting please like you know like come on man of course they're a little bit fueled up too you know how that works so welcome back everybody bob stoffer brendan escott with you in orders now i mean we were going to come open up with welcome back uh, from welcome back cotter by john sebastian but i was like yeah we've only done that eight separate times when i've come off the two-week break all right let's get to the orders now audio vault for direct workwear Proud to offer on-site seams for services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec, who will join us tomorrow. And we do want to mention, we should mention this right here, right now, that Horse Racing Alberta presents Mark Spector, and they've got Western Canada's biggest day in racing. It's the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby, Saturday, August 20th at Century Mile. Tickets are available now. Uh, Mark Spector projecting Ryan McLeod's next contract. Second contract, Brandon, with really no major negotiating rights, and he's fought on a team uh, that has enough guys signed long-term. Now, there are some teams that would go to Ryan McLeod and say, hey, let's do a deal here. Let's do like a six-year deal because we think you're going to play. And we're going to offer you $4 million for six years. And he's going to say, geez, you know, that's better than making one. But the orders aren't that team, okay? The orders don't have $4 million for Ryan McLeod. So this is simple, simple math. He He's going to get a little bump over a million bucks and he's going to sign for as short a term as he can, probably two years, to get him to the point where he can go to arbitration. And now he can do what Pogliarvi did and Yamamoto did and force the club's hand, get him a little higher. But there are no – the conversation between between McLeod's agent and Ken Holland, both of them know how it's going to end. It's not going to be a long one. I respectfully disagree with Mark. I believe we're looking at a one-year deal. Um, if the Oilers go to your – I mean, Edmonton – is tight. I, I, that's a given. Uh, they can probably go 12-6-2 and two and get under the cap, but they're going to have to have a situation where McLeod's going to have to be in, in between 800 and 900,000. Now, could they do a two-year deal at 1.1? Yes. Maybe. Maybe you go that high, but the problem is if you're the Oilers, you're looking, the numbers are almost identical for Michael McLeod that were for Ryan McLeod, which is, you know, and Michael McLeod got a two-year deal of $975,000, and the cap has been the same. So I don't think he's going to get that much money. Time, I will tell you this. Just file this away right now. I see Yesapoliarvi playing in the Oilers' top six to start the season. I think Yamamoto is going to be playing on a line with Fogel and McLeod. I could, if I'm, it just makes me wonder whether or not that's not the route to go. Could you potentially have McDavid with Kane on the left and Hyman on the right? And then you have Nugent Hopkins with Drysaddle and Pulley Is that 
feasible? Or you could flip Hyman. I, I, I just you've brought you brought Paul Yarby in. He's a three million dollar uh, deal on a one year deal. Now he's we're getting texts from people right now uh, that are saying that Paul Yarby has done an interview in Finland and that he's refreshed and he wants to take on a greater role. That's the thing about Yamamoto. Yamamoto kills penalties. Paul Yarby doesn't kill penalties. Uh, Paul Yarby sees some time on the first unit power play, but Hyman's more of a choice in that regard. Uh, they're both right shots. I mean, Paul Yarby's going to have to alter a little bit of what he does. Uh, I wouldn't, again, he's on the team. Let's see where it goes. But in my mind, you can make a compelling argument to maybe start the year with Paul Yarby and throw him some minutes, especially if you've got another right wing in the organization by the name of Xavier Borgo. Who right now looks like he's going to be, uh, you know, playing in the top six down in Bakersfield. By the way, it, uh, on a 12-6 and two setup for the Edmonton Oilers, Dylan Holloway's starting the year in the minors. Doesn't mean that's if we started today. The Oilers have two months to potentially address any cap situations. Into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay, Tyler Benson, if you missed the top of the show, signing a one-year, two-way contract extension here in town. He's the team's second-round pick from 2016, making $750,000 on this deal. Arizona brings back Lawson Krause, five-year deal worth $21.5 million, 4.3 AAV. Boston has, in fact, re-signed Patrice Bergeron. Yes, one-year, $5 million, and 36-year-old David Krejci, coming back to the NHL after one year away. It's a one-by-one deal there. Mason Appleton avoids arbitration with Winnipeg, signs a three-year deal, $2.1 million per season. Keegan Colsar stays in Vegas, three years, $1.4 million price tag. Uh, Sebastian Kosa and Dylan Garand going to split some time tonight in uh, Team Canada's pre-tournament game in net against Sweden at the World Juniors. Defenseman Damon Hunt of the Moose Jaw Warriors can't catch a break. Bobby's going to miss this tournament as well. Broke his finger before last tournament, the one in December that got postponed and has now been ruled out of the rescheduled games with a right hand problem. Uh, so again, the pre-tournament game tonight and then round robin starts against Latvia on Wednesday at Rogers Place. The, uh, the younger team, the Canadians, beat Sweden to win gold at the Holinka Gretzky over the weekend down in Red Deer. I heard Red Deer did a real good job hosting that event. It is 12:29 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. You're listening to Winners Now.